growing up, football has always been a part of my childhood. Uh, being raised in El Salvador, a Clásico is sometimes considered like a holiday. You mm -hmm. know, everyone is in their homes. The streets are completely empty. And all you can hear in the distance is like the sound of TVs, right? Mm -hmm. You have everyone's uncles, everyone's mom, dads all tune in. You hear mom probably cooking in the background. Mm -hmm. And and I think everyone is just anxious and excited, you know, to see their their team compete. Uh, the competitiveness of, of watching the Clásico is, you know, living here in the U.S., you can – it's actually bigger than than most competitions here, like the Super Bowl right. and other different types of finals or sports finals. Mm -hmm. And it's so big that it runs, you know, across the world, right? So many people from different countries tune in to watch – probably the two biggest football clubs, the two most watched football clubs in the world. Mm -hmm. And for me personally, you know, growing up, it was always either you're a Barca fan or you're a Real Madrid fan, right? Right. And and there's always that feeling of rivalry, of competition, you know, that that feeling of always wanting to come up on top when, when you know, when either Real Madrid or, or Barca play. And you probably felt like that a lot of times, especially when you were in that family environment you especially if you had someone else with you, right, mm -hmm. who was from the um, opposing team. Uh, but, you know, going back, all I can remember was early on uh, watching some of these uh, top players, uh, you know, players like uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Benzema, uh, probably players like Modric, which I will say for my time are the players that I mostly watched growing up. Mm -hmm. um, and then I did get a good glimpse of, of that Galactico end of era, a little bit of Zidane, a little bit of Ronaldo number nine. And, you know, as a kid, right, you grew up thinking, man, I want to be like these guys one day. My dream is to one day play at the Bernabeu. And, and, and Salvador is such a small country, but you get that feeling of, of how big these clubs are worldwide. And, um, you know, I when I remember that those Barca, Real Madrid, Clásicos, I always say that the moment I started thinking for myself, the moment, you know, that, that I could probably say, like, my heart felt a little beat. It was always to that white and gold shirt, you know, that blue, white, and gold batch, right? Uh -huh. And and so for me, you know, it has a special place in my heart. Uh, the competition as a whole, uh, you know, Real Madrid and, and I'm watching it at such a young age. And even, you know, now in the U.S., right, it's still something that's so big. Me and you, when you know, when we go to these bars down here to to catch yeah, a, a yeah. game, you, you can feel the ambience, right? How how everyone is all so, around, so tight, you know, kind of uh, on edge the whole time. And mm -hmm. and I think you could probably relate to that feeling, right? Because sure. um, you know, you've been a, a a long time cooler, and and maybe you can tell us a little bit about how has it been for you growing up, and and how important it was these games for you in your childhood. Yeah, um, I guess before I do that. We could probably introduce ourselves for right, while. right, because we kind of jumps right into it. <laughs> kind of jumps so, right into um, it, yeah. which is fine. You know, this is our first pod. Like, bear with us, please. Uh, tune in. Obviously, uh, we're gonna try to be as regular as our schedules allow us to be. And um, so, again, introducing ourselves. I'm I'm Brian. Uh, nice to meet you guys. And well, I'm though. You probably hear Jerry throughout this whole podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what Brian calls me. I know, dude. Which is so <laughs> funny because people are like, like, why do you call him Jerry? Nobody calls him Jerry. I was like, but it's common in Mexico, right? To call someone yeah, Jerry. Yeah, That's yeah. Yeah. Me compa Jerry. You know, it's yeah. funny. My my wife watches some of those like Mexican. Uh, uh, no, telenovelas, not telenovelas, oh. but those little. Uh, Outing Lily. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, 
babe, if you're watching this, you, you watch those like you know young teenage type okay. of shows. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And all the like the the people you see there that are named Gerardo, though, they would uh -huh. call him Jerry. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So that's where I realized that. I'm like, oh, that's why Brian calls me Jerry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like dude, it's like Francisco Pancho. Like, I, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. I, it was so like as soon as we started kicking it more, I was like, it was so easy. Like I was like, oh yeah, Jerry. And yeah. like, why are you calling him Jerry? Like, especially Daphne. Daphne yeah, like, yeah. Why are you calling him? I'm like, whatever. But anyway, sorry to get back on the on the point. Uh, so this is our, our new podcast, Merengue Culer. And uh, we're just going to be chopping it up with you guys every week, sharing our passion for the sport, football, and um, our passion for our clubs, right? Because we have, we're both fans of very big clubs and, um, you know, not to sound super arrogant. But yeah, uh, a little bit backstory on me. Um, I'm from Mexico. I was born there. Uh, ever since I can remember, my favorite thing was always playing. You know, I early on I started playing organized football at like age three. I think I started playing in like like pee wee leagues, mm -hmm. and then at age four, that's when I actually had a chance to play for um, Guadalajara over there in the academy. But anyways, um, so it was just always part of my life. And it was because, you know, growing up with my dad and my grandpa, every every time there was a soccer game, it was if it was in Mexico playing, it was, you know, we were from um, my grandpa and my dad. They're both for Cruz Azul. <clears throat> so siempre estamos siguiendo la, la máquina, ¿no? La, los cementarios. Este, y, yeah, but then we had uh, Rafa Marquez playing in uh, in Barcelona, like from that. 2003 to 2007 i think something somewhere in between there and that's where i kind of started getting reason and just like thinking for myself i started you know that's where you start re remembering memories right. and i remember just watching a game um which i was so used to just watching liga mekis and then one game they're just like they were playing they were watching rafa i just remember rafa, rafa like everybody's talking about rafa 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 and how like just such a unique defender because his passing ability was so good like for a defender you didn't you weren't really used to that and you know marquez was known for <clears throat> excuse me rafa marquez was known for those long passes those long breaking the lines you know <laughs> and i don't know i just remember watching it fell in love with tiki taka the way they were playing ronaldinho beco and i just think it was a instinctual thing i just remember it was just it was like okay that's my team now like it was Cruz Azul and then Barcelona. And then obviously as I grew up, I started keeping up with European soccer way more. And it's just, it was like, okay, now I'm just Barca, you know. But I still love Cruz Azul. So that's not, you know, not trying to knock them down. But in a nutshell, that's pretty much our quick introduction to you guys. Yeah, it's a little bit about us. Hopefully you guys can maybe relate to a lot of the things we said. Uh, you know, we're still two individuals who are very young so we don't have probably the the super history of, of yeah. either one of our clubs but yeah don't try us on all that you know but for the for the little time that we've gotten to enjoy the sport um, yeah what we really want to do with this podcast is really introduce you guys to our point of views our takes on certain things uh, we're going to be covering things from uh, transfer rumors to possible lineups for the upcoming season uh, we'll talk a lot about you know the signings right we're starting a whole new season mm -hmm. there's a lot of things going on for both clubs which i think for the most part we're we're very excited Ooh, about super yeah uh things that have been said also that makes us a little bit nervous <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know right. but uh you know there's a lot of things going on there's uh summer training right now going on and yeah and soon here in the u.s we'll actually have 
uh, the upcoming friendlies, right? right? With a lot of big clubs. Which and- will be attending uh, every single game. And no, I'm just kidding. We're just kidding. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw the ticket prices. Yeah, Unfortunately, yeah, yeah. this podcast hasn't made yeah. any money. Actually, I think we're <laughs> down money. Jerry just bought this new mic. So, hey. Yeah. But we're here for the for the love of the sport. Hey, we're doing it because this is something that we're passionate about. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, but anyways, to get started on today's uh, first segment of the day, we're going to be talking a, a little bit about, you know, certain news that have kind of spiked up in the world of, of football and, and in terms of both of our clubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, an article actually yesterday was released uh, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, possible unexplained costs right. by Real Madrid. You know, I think everybody was, you know, talking about Barcelona yeah. and, and certain things that were happening within the club. And and now it's kind of been thrown at us, right? Yeah, it's, it was nice for a change as a Barca fan to, like, finally have, <laughs> like, not be the, the, the ones with the bad news. Like, wake up and read. It was like every other day was like, like or, or not every other day, but especially in, earlier in the summer with the whole um, pain, the referees. And yeah. stuff. Oh, my gosh, that was a pain just to listen to everything. So, it's nice for a change to be on the other side. How do you feel about it? Yeah, and, and by the way, guys, this article actually came out yesterday by a British news outlet uh, titled The Telegraph, Telegraph. Mm-hmm. for just your personal reference and where we're getting some of this information. You know, uh, I trust Florentino Perez. Okay. I think he's not only probably one of the best managers or presidents uh, of okay. ever, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. And, and if anything out of you know Real Madrid's history, mm-hmm. Uh, to to the point where when I read the the news article, it seemed so surprising to me. Okay. Because one, it's coming from a British news outlet. Right. All right. I've read previous articles by the Telegraph, and you know, not coming directly at them, but <laughs> I felt to a certain degree that they have a, a biased feeling towards Real Madrid, okay. and that could possibly come from previous outcomings in you know. Uh, how some certain English teams have performed against certain uh, okay, Spanish okay. teams. Right, right, right. But, you know, I always say that if a news that big comes out, right, mm-hmm. um, I think the Spanish media, Marca, which is a, new, a Spanish news Spanish outlet, media, uh-huh. automatically came out and said that Real Madrid denied yeah. uh, anything associated with those types of rumors and that they have proof as well as accountability for all their expenses. And the way that Florentino runs Real Madrid and the way that, you know, till this day we're proven to sign the top players for, you know, significant large sums of money right. is not just because, you know, these guys are having just money coming out of their pockets or yeah. or oil ran, you know, money. It's right. money that is coming from a club who's performed really well yeah. uh, over the past decade or so and money right. that they have managed really well also, not splurging ridiculous amount of money in the market. So I find it very unlikely that this article is true. And, and that's why I think it kind of popped off yesterday, but it kind of stayed there. You know, yeah. There, there wasn't it, much to it. It didn't catch much as much traction as I wish it would have. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm kidding. I'm sounding like a hater. I, the only way <laughs> I can think of like that it could be partially true is – and maybe there was some sort of like under the table money to like whether it was the agent of these players or to the player's family. I don't know. To the parents, you know, because I mean, which is I think I think a lot of people do that, you know, yeah. like even with Arda, which I maybe I'm jumping topics. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit over the place. But Arda Guler, the, the player you guys signed. Our new wonder kid. Yeah, the new whatever. I don't know. We'll get that later. <laughs> Um, but it sounds like with, he's hating a lot, doesn't it? Guys? Yeah, yeah, I was trying not to. I really am trying <laughs> to stay neutral, well, not neutral, but 
Um, but with him, like you guys paid, what was it? Like 20? I don't know the official uh, numbers, but if I'm not mistaken, it was a 20 million right. contract with potential well, suppose, right. There's some add-ons, but then supposedly you guys also, you guys did the fee for just buying him mm -hmm. and then whatever that fee again to the dad to okay. get commission. Because he was like the dad. The dad was the agent oh, okay, of okay. him. So I think it was like on commission based money. They gave him that too, okay. which, but I think they were like very public about it, it was yeah. like in the contract, which I think is fine. But I think a lot of times people do it like low key. I think even with the Neymar, if I think, I mean, it's been a while, but with Neymar, when he came mm -hmm. 2013, 2014, he was like, you know, a lot of money. But then like we gave, I think the dad, you know, Neymar the senior, mm -hmm. um, like some crazy amount of money to like to, to convince them to pick us. It's very possible. I think that in today's market, uh, you know, there's always teams who are looking to get of ahead, you know, mm -hmm. looking to get ahead of the other opponent, right? Mm -hmm. You know, going back to that topic about Arda Guler, you know, well, that's something we'll probably talk about in either yeah. possibly in another episode, but, uh, or, or maybe even today we'll probably touch a little bit on it. But, um, you know, I think a lot of these teams are very competitive uh, out there in the market and, and they'll do anything to lure, oh, yeah. you know, that player to join them. But I do still have very high confidence in the way that the Real, the, you know, Real Madrid is ran. Mm -hmm. So it's something that I'm going to brush under the carpet or under the table, for yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Um, and not, you know, make it much more than it is. Mm -hmm. If a public investigation needs to be done, right, it will be done. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's very unlikely for a lot of these teams. We've seen it with Juventus. We've seen it with, um, you know, right now barcelona that's still currently ongoing investigation for certain yeah. allegations so my hope is that it's, it's not true yeah but you know hey it's fine dude you we, know we will see you right if barca beat the case you guys can beat the case <laughs> all right well um i think uh you know moving forward from from that particular topic uh, there's a couple of things here that i'm going to cover first on for real madrid cool uh certain maybe things that the real madrid fans uh, probably want to hear firsthand of what's currently happening right now in the universe of, of Real Madrid and, and, and certain players and, and stuff like that. And maybe we can jump on to certain Barcelona news that you'll want to bring out to your coolers. So yes, sir. Uh, first and foremost, I think today we finalized the fourth date of training. Uh, we've seen a lot of exciting new faces in the squad. And with that comes our man, the wonder kid, the potential future rat Messi. Right, um, out of that, Guler. Almost made me choke on my beer right there, bro. What the <laughs> heck? Nah, He's a Turkish wonder kid. Mm -hmm. Um, and so far, from everything that has been said from newspapers like Relevo and Marca, they said that the kid is talented. Uh, he's not only impressed uh, the coach Ancelotti, but he's also impressed his teammates, and he's actually doing his part to get along with everyone in the squad. He was actually supposed to come in 10 days after the official first day of training, but he canceled his plans and decided to start early okay. uh, with players also like uh, Bellingham and, and Fran Garcia. Mm -hmm. So as a, you know, as a Real Madrid fan, that excites me so much because that shows how much this kid really wants to succeed. And especially in a squad like Real Madrid currently this year that has many players for, you know, that specific position, it's very important that you kind of put that foot forward to really showcase what you're all about and why they even sign you to begin with. Um, with that as well, 
you know, there were some concerns with Bellingham. It was heard that on the second day of training, he had to leave apparently after the uh, second training for that day. Uh, but it was, you know, confirmed, of course, the next day or even today that Bellingham's knee, which was the problem for why he actually missed the last game of that Dortmund mm -hmm. uh, potential, you know, winning the yeah, league the match, title winning, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, Bellingham have come out as well and said that his knee is perfectly fine. Just that Real Madrid is taking the appropriate approaches to make sure that they're being you know, cautious. Yeah, they're being cautious and they want to make sure that they have him ready for the U.S. tour. You know, I think that as big of a signing as he is, a lot of people, especially here in the U.S., are really stoked about seeing him in the white shirt, um, as I am myself, to even see him get on the field. So the more we can protect that knee and, uh, you know, having you know tr a personal trainers like Pintus uh, for us, which is an elite uh, trainer, I think he's in the right hands and I think he's going to be just fine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, today we actually unfortunately heard a really – uh, sad news for some of us. Uh, we lost Danny Ceballos to a potential one-month injury. Uh, he injured his right thigh, uh, mm. so he will most likely miss uh, the U.S. tour as well as possibly the first game or two okay. uh, of the season, depending on how long his injury lasts. So that, that is unfortunately a, a sad news to hear, but you know, we, we do hope that Danny Ceballos gets a speedy recover and he's back in the squad mm -hmm. and back to practicing relatively soon. For sure. Um, I, I think, you know, personal uh, players here that I, I've watched in, in some of the training videos and, and some of the clips that have come out there, I've sent you some just to, you know, put a little bit of jealousy into you with the, the Arda Goulart and everything. A little salt in the wound. A little salt in the wound. Uh, Brahim, you know, Brahim, we just yeah. recently acquired from Milan and he's been balling out recently. Arda Goulart also has been... I mean, just mind blowing. I mean, I know this is only training, and I don't want to. We're talking you know, about practice. You know, put too much of of Arda Goulart, But as a Real Madrid fan, it makes me so happy that these guys didn't get it. I'm just be completely honest. So, and, and the potential that this kid could actually reach is astronomical. We'll see. He's how, not gonna play next season. That's all I know. I think he will. I think he will. I think not only. Hey, I actually read something today that says that Arda Goulart is the second most liked tweet. After I think it's Ronaldo's move to Manchester United, and he's almost close to beating that tweet. So I think that a lot of people are actually are generally you flexing excited. a tweet on me right now. I'm flexing a tweet on you, and I'm telling you that if pe the people want it, flexing Elon Musk, <laughs> Madrid is gonna give it to us. So uh, you know that that is yeah. something that I'm looking forward to, man. I'm really excited with this signing. But you anyways, with that, be. I'll leave it up to you. What's going on in the Barcelona universe right now? Um. There's a lot of things, man. Uh, we are looking to <laughs> get rid of clearing up some some of our wage bill bill. Um, we just we we need to we need to balance our books. That's like I think every Barca, not casual fan, but actual like fan fan, like knows that we need to get people out of the team. We are. Just struggling on signing people, mostly just because of our wage bill, because of the salaries that we have. It's just it doesn't make sense. And obviously, as we know we haven't been performing as Barcelona should be performing for the last at least two years, where we've sadly have to be playing in Europa League and still can't perform in that. So, yeah. So uh, Juve is actually um, a favorite to get um, Kessia. 
from us. Interesting. Yeah, they did let go. I don't know if you saw, but this is like another club news. But uh, Weston McKinney and um, yeah Bonucci. I did see that. They're both uh, out. They Mm -hmm. they were told they're not even gonna. They're not even going to the U.S. tour like at all. Wow. So I guess like they're like Juve's also trying to make some moves, and uh, Kessia looks to be a part of their uh, piece of their plan. Okay. We are also closing in. Supposedly tomorrow is going to be announced that we get this midfielder uh, from Girona. It's oh, uh, Oriol, Oriol, Oriol uh, Romeu. Romeu. Ah, yeah. interesting. He's actually, fun fact, he's actually a Barcelona product. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He was in our youth academy in like 2004. Um, played for us in the first team in 2010 and 11. Obviously, he wasn't a starter, but he was in the squad. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he went to Espanol and um, other clubs. I'm, I'm not, I didn't, obviously didn't keep up with him, but as of now, he's in Girona. Uh, 31 year old. He had a solid, you know, it's tough with pivots, man. Like to really find a, to really grade a, a pivot or mm-hmm. rate a pivot. Like even Busquets, like, I mean, you have to watch him like religiously for you to know like how good of a player he is and like how insane uh, ability that he has. And, because he's not putting up numbers every week. You're not, you're not, there's no um, headlines about him every week. You know what I mean? Right. It's just, I forgot who said it. I think it was uh, uh, Riquelme? Riquelme, sorry. Riquelme. Riquelme. Mm-hmm. He said, um, I think that, that was his quote of like, watch the game and you don't see Busquets, but if you watch Busquets, you see the whole game. Because, uh, you know, because of his positioning, the things that he does without the ball and the things that he does with the ball, it's just. Yeah, he's one of the best pivots, and I yeah. think he changed the game a lot for Barca too. Right. Um, but you know, something that I still don't understand from from the pivot role, right? Uh-huh. Was that if Ro- that Oriel Oriol Romeo uh-huh. uh, potential signing for Barcelona? Yeah, I've read that he's thirty two years old, thirty one or thirty two years old. Yeah, thirty one right now. Okay. Now Busquets, I think, was around what 34, 35? Um uh, and if you ask me, last year Busquets, could he still play another year or two? Mm-hmm. I I will tell you yes. So okay. could he play the big matches? No, because you could tell that age was creeping up to him. Yeah. But my question is, will a signing, which I understand Barca circumstances, right? But the Girona player, right, mm-hmm. Romeo, would he even? match to the shoes of 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 uh Busquets or even even be considered to start in a very important game for Barca that is the question that I have and that's why I don't understand the signing one because I've also read that Barcelona still has to pay a fee to Girona for the acquisition of Romeo he's mm-hmm. not coming in free no it's four mil it's four mil yeah wow I mean what, what do you think about that how do you feel it's difficult because there's a lot of layers to it. I think, um, actually, I'll answer your question with a question, just real quick. Who is a young pivot that you think you're like, oh, man, I would love to sign him for my team right now? Anywhere in the top five leagues or anywhere else? Well, I mean, the question is very difficult to answer because mm-hmm. you have to take into perspective Barcelona's current abilities in the market. Right. No, 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 I'm just saying, like, I'm saying, I'm telling you whatever amount of money. Okay. Like, I'm saying, like, just think of it as, like, just you have money. Like, you're you're a team where you're like, I don't care. I want the top guy. Kimmich. Who's the top guy? Kimmich. 
That's a good one, yeah. Kimmich is available. Yeah. Uh, Subamendi. And and we're and we're working on Kimmich. Like we're still trying to get Kimmich. No, it's, it's, it's impossible. It's probably <laughs> yeah, it's impossible. It's probably not gonna happen. But Kimmich was like, he actually offered himself to Barca, but like they were like, can we figure it out? All right, you hear that? It's coming from him, right? Kimmich offered me. himself to Barca. He did. You guys come. He got me? tired of beating us all the time. He was like, I'll go help him out. <laughs> It would have been a great signing, but you know, fortunately. Yeah, but even then, still, like Kimmich, um, I guess, I guess. Personally, I would have loved to get Edson Alvarez. That's my guy. Like, if we're talking like young and can do that pivot role, I think he does a great job, and 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 he's been doing a great job at Ajax. I feel bad for him because, like, all the moves that are almost there for him just fall apart right at the end you know yeah. chelsea he didn't want to go to he didn't want to go to chelsea but then he ended up wanting to and then like they just couldn't agree on the price for him he was supposed to head over to dortmund and then like at the end the dortmund was like oh well we want to sign other people so we'll deal with the who's their guy right now they're six for which team again for dortmund dortmund oof uh well actually we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back and we're back after a quick break we did find out that not that name of that player and it's uh, emmer khan so this nice slick hair yeah 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 he's always got the <laughs> got the hair do so um yeah so pretty much edson got snubbed by him but just going back to the topic at hand it's just tough to find a pivot I, I I get your point on how he's 31, you know, almost as old as Busquets, not quite. He's a different player than Busquets, obviously. I think um I think we're just doing what we can with what we got. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't uh I'm not mad at the moves that they're doing. They're very like shot in the dark, you know? And it is what it is. I the the thing is that we need Actually, this is a good transition point. Laporta, we were talking about it off mm-hmm. camera. Laporta made some comments about how he's pretty happy with the team and he thinks that we can compete for champions with this team that we have right now, which really is just three new signings. It is Gundogan, Iñago Martinez, and Vitor Roque from Brazil. Right. So do I agree with him? It's a good take. What do you uh, think? I I'm, personally have my own opinion about it. Yeah, I know. I, I I think it's tough as a as a Barcelona fan. It's hard to not be biased, right? And I think I'm hopeful. And my my answer would be yes. We can't compete with this new signings. And why do you guys think you have a better squad than us than Real Madrid? In your personal opinion, ooh, because he did mention that. I would say yeah, actually. Wow. I would say yeah, and I'll tell, and that's a hot take. I'm sorry, but obviously you're not gonna agree with it. But I'll tell you, the only reason why is because we at least have a, a, we have, we have a guy who's gonna give us a solid thirty plus goals, no matter what. Who? Lewa. Oh, that well, okay, okay. You guys don't have. I, that. I thought you were gonna say Victor Roque. I was like, Victor. Oh no, 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 no. He's one for the future, and I, I think he's gonna. My, my prediction is that he's gonna have a stellar uh, debut. Usually, Brazilians that we sign, they always go crazy. Neymar went crazy. Um, Coutinho, we're not going to talk about Coutinho. But, um, <laughs> I was we, about to bring I, know, I figured I figured you would. So <laughs> I just wanted to nip it in the bud before. So um, 
Yes. So I think we have an edge on you guys because of that. You guys have a stacked midfield, I know. And you guys got Finney that, you know, up till like midseason last year, seems like he's just getting better. Um, he left a lot to... Um, to want? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He left a lot to to want. Yeah, to see. I just thought he was going to do more in, in against City in, in Champions League. Well, in the second Semi, game? Yeah, in the, oh, second game. Yeah, yeah. Just in yeah. The first game he scored a banger. Right, but I'm saying like you, you know, you're on. It's is win or go home, and I don't know. I just feel like that would have been a game. It, whatever. I don't. I don't, don't want to get into that because that's that's, that's that, another, we can go in a whole other episode yeah, with that, yeah. you know. But so I'm not trying to get too deep into it. Um, I would just say that that yeah, you guys have a stacked midfielder mid, midfield, and. You guys got a solid back line. I know you guys got Courtois still, arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. So you're saying our squad is better? No, because <laughs> you guys don't have a you guys don't have a you you guys don't have a guy who's gonna give you a goal on that day in the night out. Vinicius finished a total oh, of yeah, yeah, 23. <clears throat> was it 23 goals? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So so yeah, so Vinny had. Vinny had 10 in La Liga, so I wonder where the rest of the goals came from. Oh, yeah. you. He had 10 in La Liga, 7 in Champions League, 3 in Copa, and 3 in Club World Cup. Okay, yeah. See, I was pretty close, guys. 25-23. Vinny, okay. Vinny did his thing for a winger, you know, and I think that he's only, what, 20... He's only, what, 20... No, he's a little... He's 20, like 24. 23 now. He's 23. Um. Yeah, he gave you 10 goals last, last league, Um. but... I don't know. I just don't think you guys have a solid goal scorer. That's what that's what that's I'm just let's just try to wrap that that thought up. I mm -hmm. think that we edge you guys because of that. Because okay. we you guys have a you guys have a stacked midfield. We do too. We have arguably the best defender in La Liga right now. And the best we're coming off a, a season with the best defender and the best goalkeeper in La Liga, well, which you guys are in. Well, according to ESPN, they ranked Militao. Which is over which is cab bro did you see militao at whenever he faced us i don't know well, i'll tell you this uh i think brian has a point to a certain degree in the sense that uh if we look at overall for example last year in barca's performance in la liga alone yeah um they had one of the top and most elite defenses yeah, uh, I think we yeah, almost yeah. broke the record for least amount of goals. Least amount of goals scored, scores, and, yeah, for sure. And then uh, Ter Stegen tied the record for most clean sheets. My, you know, I'll let Brian finish talking about yes, uh, uh, his takes on, uh, on what's his name, Laporta. But I will say this. I think they're even, but with a potential upcoming signing, which tick-tock, tick-tock. No, no, that's not happening. That's not happening. We're way better. That's not happening this year. Dude, okay. Yeah, if that <laughs> if that happens, then everything we've said, it doesn't even matter. Because I'm going to stop watching soccer, and I'm going to stop. Oh, come on. And I'm going to get into golf. And, I'm, and then I'm going to make oh, a podcast yeah. following golf, guys. I don't even know who they are. You won't see me there. <laughs> no, but um, but yeah. So I just think we give we, we give you guys an edge on that. I think it's uh, both teams are doing a lot of great moves. Um, the transfer market is not over. Um, and I, again, just for reference, I keep on mentioning La Liga mostly because last season in La Liga was when we had our top team, which doesn't include the new signings that we got, right? The new reinforcements. Right. Last season in, in Champions League, the group stages, we had half of our, our defend, defense was backup. 
midfield was back up. We had Dembele was hurt. I mean, it was tough. It was a tough group stage. I'm not saying those are excuses. We should have still went through. We also had some unluck with um, unluckiness with uh, you know, some handballs from Inter Milan and <laughs> maybe a, a potential foul and pushing the back of Dembele. With, Typical Barca fan, just <laughs> with Bayern Munich. Reminiscent hey, of the past. But hey, look, you know, we can't all get like free Champions Leagues from scoring offside goals, like some other people. But um, so just wrapping up the thought over here with Barcelona. Uh, yeah. So I, I actually. Uh, Man United, man, they don't stop. They don't stop. I don't know if you you you've kept up with uh, them. Their their Man United, Man United fans, their relationship with Frankie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you know, it's like a, <laughs> they want Frankie. They want Frankie so bad. But but you got to keep in mind though, like their coach, coach Frankie for Ajax. So no, yeah, of know. course. But like you know what Frank is about. Of course, but they've wanted Frankie since before they got. Um, they wanted Fra- the, when when Frankie left Ajax, Man United was like he's coming here, but Frankie just proved to be like a diehard Barcelona fan, which is you know best thing that could happen to a Barcelona fan, right? Right. Because he chose us last season. They tried to bid for him, and there was a season I think two years ago year. where where Frankie was coming off a season where like the fans wanted him out. I was the I was one of the ones who did not understand any of those takes. Mm-hmm. I think Frankie is one of a world class midfielder that it, I think. <clears throat> excuse me, he still has a lot to show for, and his his roof is is insane. Like I I don't even think he we know really what he's gonna become, um, especially when he has the right pieces around him and the right freedom. Um, but anyways, so news is. Man United again. They attempted for seventy-five million for Frank, okay. which Barcelona rejected. Um, but, but Man United is set to have is preparing a counter. I which, mean, which is which puts me nervous, man. Because as a Barcelona fan, I know how like financially that's where we're hurting. And if it comes something like lucrative, if they even if they even get to the hundreds with Frankie. That's you're hot just, take, hot you're take. Dancing with the devil there, bro. I'll tell you this. Look, Barca, from what I've read, need to sell. Yeah. They need to sell. Mm. And and I think that the players that Barca wants to sell don't want to leave. Yeah. And I think that's a big problem that Barca's facing right now. I mean, there were hot names on the teams like Ferran Torres, Ansu, uh, even Ansu. Ansu Fati, Rafinha, all of these guys from what I've read, have possibly had offers already uh, from Saudi Arabian teams, from other Premier League teams. Um, and these guys, maybe it's just that they love Barcelona weather. Maybe they like Baeas too much. <laughs> I don't know, but they can't figure out no, a way they, to, to... What they say is that they haven't had a fair chance. That's what they say. I think Which they've... I disagree. The only one I'll tell you out of the three names that you mentioned, Ferran, Ansu, Rafinha... I want to still keep trying with Rafinha. Rafinha came into a rebuilding team with which, bro, he showed so much potential. At the least. problem with Rafinha is that he only wants to play the right wing. Yeah, yeah, he does. And, 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 and no, Dembele, and, and Dembele is there, and he's not better than Dembele. I'm uh-huh. sorry. He, he's a he's a good effort player. Like, he's a player that hustles. Yeah. But he's not better that skillfully than Dembele. 
Rafinha, the only thing he has on Dembele is that Rafinha really hustles on the defensive end. Yeah. That, he, like, he runs the whole wing. That Dembele doesn't really do much. Or, or he tries to, but he's just not a good defender. And I think that, you know, going back to your point about Frankie, I think that, like, you know, Barca, if an offer comes over 100 million, which is probably the most that Barca will – I think Frankie's probably the most expensive player that Barca has on their squad. That we can currently, sell. Currently, that you can sell, yeah. No, or, Pedri. Well, Pedri, Pedri, yeah, Pedri. Yeah. But Pedri's untouchable. He's in there, yeah. yeah. they're not selling no, Pedri. He's Spanish. Barca's a sucker for that. They won't sell the man. But Frankie, I think it could come to a point where if last year, knowing Frankie was potentially considered to be a, uh, uh, you know – a potential transfer for for Barca doing right. because of their financial circumstances. Mm-hmm. Frankie keeps seeing the same thing every year where Barca is thinking about thinking it. About it yeah. Barca is not really you know they need it financially. Economic. You know, Man U might not be his preferred choice, but if another team comes like I don't know Man City, Man City is potentially gonna you know they lost Bernardo Silva, they lost or they, yeah, might, they, have, lose. they might lose Bernardo Silva. I'm sorry, they lost Gundogan. My apologies. Yeah. They will possibly lose Bernardo. They could possibly lose Bernardo Silva. They need reinforcements. Yeah. And I've heard Pep is also a big fan. Oh, so yeah, yeah. keep an eye out for Frankie in Barcelona. I think Frankie right now is a hot commodity for a lot of teams. And there's a lot of teams willing to pay a lot for him. So yeah. as a Barca fan, my boots are shaking. I'll tell oh, you yeah. That. No, and for and sure. he's a player you do not want to let go of. Frank is only one of the players, the only few players from Barca that I would want on Bar- Real Madrid, to be honest. He's mm-hmm. a player I like. I think he's really, really talented. He's I can't really think of a good. player from Real Madrid that I would want. Of course. Barca. Of course. <laughs> he, 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 doesn't want, he didn't want Arda Goulet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You see um, this guy, man. Come on. No, no. <laughs> so, okay, last, just to wrap up my Barca talk, Um, mm. one of the last – oh, first of all, Iñago Martinez, welcome to – the best club in the world. I wish you nothing but the best. I hope you are what we think you're supposed to be. Um, and then... Um, I think he's coming to help. Last but, last but not least, uh, Barcelona is at a deadlock with Tottenham on Lenglet. It's stuck at $15 million. <sighs> Which, dude, at this point, again, I think more than selling players, Barcelona just wants to get their wage bill reduced okay. you know we want to get salaries out the way right um you know i told you how collado left he waved off his fee uh his sal- the rest of his salary that we owed him which wasn't like crazy amount but it was still you know shout out to collado mm-hmm. i respect that um but yeah Lenglet, dude whatever i mean i get that they want to get more from him we probably paid a lot more than that but Dude, just let them go. Like, take the take the losses and then and then take what you can get, which is freeing up salaries. That way, we can start talking about other players. And because the biggest thing is like, why do we want to uh, reduce our wage bill? Is so that when we sign players, we can uh, register. Them.